Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Thing you have ever heard before. It's a tough room. It's the place to be. Thrive to survive. It's Taz. It's the Moose. It's CBS Sports Radio. One, two. You know it's every day. Moose and Taz be paving the way. Talking about every sport. You know that they never missing a play. From the NBA to the NFL to college games. They always bring in the knowledge. Nobody ever can try to go stop it. Only be talking the truth. Only be talking the truth. Hey, you know it's Taz and Moose. You know it's Taz and Moose. Hey. Ah, yes, coming to you live, Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios, who understands that it's not just a mortgage, it's your mortgage. That's the difference. Rocket Mortgage, push button, uh, get mortgage. We've got NFL picks coming your way later on this hour. It's the final hour of the week of our program as we take you right up until 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Attention, hotline fans. Thank you, people, Lottie. That is your number to call. We kick off this hour. Let's get to it. What do you need to know? Heading off to work. Here you go. The three. It is now time for the three. We get you caught up on the three biggest headlines of the day with Taz and the Moose. Number one. Seahawks win Thriller versus the Rams. Yeah, good Thursday night game, you know, uh, last night. Back-to-back weeks, you've had great Thursday night affairs. Last week, Packers and uh, Eagles and Lambeau last night up in Seattle amongst the 12s, a back-and-forth game. Uh, you've had, I think I saw the stat, the last three meetings between the Rams and the Seahawks, there have been 13 lead changes um, over the course of those games. And you saw it a number of times last night on display as well. Back and forth you go. Seattle down early, then take a 14-6 lead. Lead 14-13 at the half. The Rams take a 20 to, uh, you know, at one point in time, jump on top uh, 20 to 14. Then it's 21-20. Then it's 26-21. And then the Seattle comes back, Taz. It ends up coming down to a field goal late by Zerline with under 20 seconds to go in regulation from 44 yards out. A guy historically, as Biseglia and his research team, did a tremendous job of digging up this stat earlier in the program. Mm. 112 of 115 for his career was Greg Zerline from 44 yards and in. Last night, he missed it slightly wide right as the Seahawks hold on to victory as Carroll and the boys celebrate. Yeah, heartbreaker for sure for Los Angeles, man. They they, they definitely would have won the game if, if Zerlin kicks that makes that kick. But you know, I gotta say, uh, if you're a Rams fan, you gotta be a little bit happy. And you know, they're on the road at a tough place there in Seattle, and they put up a lot of points. And and their offense looked much more efficient. You know, to the fact they scored in every single quarter, which is nice if you're the Rams. It seems like they got back. There were several times in that game for me watching golf and. And watching uh, watching Gurley run a little bit, watching Everett, watching Cup, watching Woods, they looked like the Rams we knew of last year. That that high octane offense that Sean McVay that everybody loves. And if you were, if you even met him or shared a text message with him, you become a head coach in the NFL somewhere. If you if you rubbed up against the guy, you're, you're the next head coach someplace. So that that seemed like it was back last night a little bit, not throughout the game, but a little bit. So, uh, but we talked a lot about this earlier, the, the, the lackluster defense uh, of the Los Angeles Rams, which normally uh, you look at as a very strong defense. 
but the past two weeks against the Bucks last week at home, and now on the road in Seattle, the defense didn't look well. And you got Aaron Donald on there, who's one of the best defensive guys in the league, and and they can't stop the run. Carson from the Seahawks, he's just running the muck. He's running around, look like Earl Campbell out there from the Houston Oilers back in the day. Unbelievable, yeah, right? Uh, Old school, physical runner. Um, and Carson showed that a little bit last night. Here is. Uh, Here's Pete Carroll is, uh, you know, how many accolades can you throw at the feet of Russell Wilson? Well, here's their head coach talking about his star quarterback. I just thought he was spectacular. I don't remember him being that on that that thoroughly in, in a game in, in really difficult situations. It wasn't just a classic in the pocket throw the football. You know, he was having to create and do stuff all night long. And I just thought he was, it, it, this play was exquisite. I thought it was uh, awesome. Yeah, it was very good. 17 of 23, 268 yards, four touchdowns. One of those touchdown passes, a fourth and goal pass to Chris Carson. He bobbled it up in the air, comes down with it, gets both feet down. The locket catch earlier in the game was spectacular mm, was uh, for a touchdown amazing. as well. Uh, here's Wilson talking about the offense and the win. Found guys down the field. We made plays. Chris Carson ran the ball unbelievably well. Um, my O-line did great there. Um, and then DK Metcalf on the deep post. I mean, that was that was pure perfection on that. Uh, Tyler Lockett, the, the, the toe tap. I mean, it doesn't get any more uh, on time and on the money with uh, his footwork there and just the play that we've had to make. And uh, today was special. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, if you like, see, <laughs> here's the one thing Seattle does do in the last ten years, Des, on uh, primetime games, night games, they win. No, they do. Uh, Twenty-six, five, and one in the last ten years are the Seattle Seahawks in primetime games, whether it be Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night. Uh, they should ask to play at night every single. Week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and they never lose. They never lose. And and back real quick, Moose, to the, that, that Seahawks play with Wilson to lock it. The toe tapper in the end zone, the touchdown. I mean, that that was right towards the end, I believe, towards the end of the first quarter, and it was six nothing Rams at the time. Wilson was flushed out of the pocket. I mean, just about every D lineman and linebacker was hunting down and chasing that. Under the duress was was uh, was Russell Wilson. I don't know how he made this throw, running yeah. to his left as a right-handed guy. How he made this throw and the tight window he put it in, and Lockett makes that catch. I watched it live. I'm like, why, why would I ever doubt Russell Wilson? Because I've never been like a big Russell Wilson guy. I respect the hell out of him. I think he's really, really tremendous. Yeah. But I've never been like a Russell Wilson guy, you know? And I'm like, wow. How? how I mean, like, what a throw. Running to the left. No, great throw. righty. Unbelievable, uh, he's an amazing dude. Player. Unbelievable. Uh, given his size, he's got an unbelievable arm, Taz. He's, uh, he's a winner. I mean, that's, that's really what Russell Wilson is. Uh, it might not be the prettiest of times. Last night, though, there were some pretty throws and some clutch situations. Um, and you're right in terms of uh, that throw and then lock it to get the feet down. Oh. Just was just amazing. It shows you just the skill and ability of uh, just how good. And you've seen it, and you see it from other receivers too of just how good the receivers are in the NFL. What about the Rams aspect? Here's McVeigh on the miss by Zerline. He just missed it, you know, and, uh, you know, we have a lot of confidence in Greg. It's one kick. He's made a lot of big kicks for us. He'll continue to make a lot of big kicks for us. And uh, there was a lot of plays in this game. You know, one play will never really determine the outcome. I know that was the final one, but I thought there was a lot of really good things on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I don't know about defensively, but offensively they look good. Yeah, <laughs> but I the know, Rams really. are now, Taz, it wasn't that long ago. The Rams were undefeated 3-0. and We're doing uh, a little, uh, having a conversation, who's the best 3-0 and team, right? I mean, yeah. remember when we were yeah. having that in the yeah. NFC? 
blink of an eye, the Rams are now three and two. So I know. Uh, in the span of uh, five days, yeah. uh, loss on Sunday at home against Tampa and lose last night uh, on the road up in Seattle. All right, number two. Number two. Cardinals and Dodgers winners from Thursday. They were divisional series. You got a double dip last night. Not not a lot to say in the late game, Taz, because it was kind of a whole hum Dodger victory. They come in as the overwhelming favor in the National League. They're trying to get to their third straight World Series. Kind of people feel like it's a fait accompli that they're going to make it there and they're going to get there, Taz. Uh, six nothing. Walker Bueller, very very good. Corbin was okay. Uh, you know, the Dodgers scored an initial first-inning run, led the game one nothing for the majority of the game. They broke the game open late. Kendrick really struggled defensively at first base, including a ball embarrassingly enough going right through his legs, which allowed the second run of the game to score. Um, and the, the Nationals looked like they had a little bit of a hangover <laughs> yeah. from their Tuesday night victory. Tasby's, and listen, Bueller's very good, so I don't want to take yeah. anything away. But they did nothing offensively nah, the entire night. Nah. They had two hits. Yeah, Soto and uh, Turner were the two guys who got hits for the Nats. They're maybe too much of the bubbly. Uh, the <laughs> night before, but uh, no, but no, the Dodgers—they uh, they had about seven or eight hits. They had, Muncie, I think, had a couple of hits for sure. Yeah, Muncie had two hits. So yeah, Muncie, I think, had a really good game. And and um, yeah, no, you, you, you listen, um, you're playing at Dodger Stadium there in Los Angeles. Okay, you know they have a great fan base. I, I'm a big believer in the Dodger team in this postseason right now. I believe in this team. I I, I predict they're going to the World Series. I do think it's going to be them versus the Yankees. Yankees go tonight with the Twins, right? That's tonight. Correct. Oh yeah, seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Right. I knew it was. I thought it was tonight. But anyway, so I, yeah, I I, um, I was not shocked here, but I think you're right. I think that you know this it's a five game series, so one's a, one one and one's done now. Now if you're the Nats, you you got to get rolling here. You can't. You yeah, know, Strasburg <laughs> tonight on the mound. Well, that's that's a big plus, obviously. So. That is against Kershaw, who yeah, struggled in good. the postseason, but yeah. maybe you know Kershaw's uh, trying to get over those uh, October jitters. Then you get to the early game, Taz, which got going right around oh, five o'clock, five thirty, five o'clock Eastern time, I believe it was. The start down in. Uh, Atlanta yeah. uh, between the, the Cardinals and the Braves. And it looked like for the majority of the game, Taz, it was going to be a brave night. They're yeah. leading the game. It's one nothing. then it's 1-1, then it's 3-1 Atlanta. They got that kind of a lead, and then you saw the implosion by Mark Melanson and the Atlanta Brave team uh, to where Atlanta's able to put across, you know, they not only tie the game up at three, but then score four more in the top half of the ninth inning to take a 7-3 lead. They end up winning the game 7-6. Uh, tough loss for the Braves to where the talking point after the game is the lack of hustle from Ronald Acuna Jr., the superstar for the Atlanta Braves, seventh inning, as he was watching a long fly ball that did not go over the wall, holding his bat. He did not hustle. He ends up with a long single instead of, at the very least, standing on second base. Yeah, extremely lackluster hustle. He, he, thought, he thought the ball was going over, over, the, over the wall. It was a home run, and he's just jogging down first base holding his bat. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> you're a year 21 years old. You're a beast mode athlete. This kid is a combination of power and strength and speed. He's got it all. You got to get some heart. You got to yeah. get some fight. You can't have an ego and think it's a home run. Run. Be on second. Then when he gets on second, I talked about this earlier. It's first and second, bottom of the seventh inning. Braves are winning 3-1. I think it was Donaldson's up at bat. He hits a line drive. Meanwhile, Acuna's on second. He's got this huge lead, and it's a rope to shortstop this Donaldson. It's a line drive. Boom, that's a second out, and he doubles off Acuna, who's way off second base. And boom, the inning's over. I mean, just 
Acuna, not just that mistake on the hustle, but the mistake on the base path, too. Yeah. Just too big of a lead. No, I, I uh, don't disagree uh, on the second point that you made, Taz. And, um, and Acuna, this is going to be something for Atlanta that, you know, reared its ugly head in the regular season. Uh, Snitker sent the message, sent him to the bench, and obviously that message was not loud and clear. Here's his star teammate, uh, the stud first baseman, Freddie Freeman, after this 1-1 final. You have that conversation once. Uh you got to know that that was a mistake. So that can't happen in the playoffs. can't happen in the regular season. So, um, unfortunately, that happened tonight. Yeah, it did. It did, Taz. And that's going to be something uh, that's going to be a massive point of conversation. And I imagine our brave friends down south on Atlanta radio and the newspapers, Acuna is probably getting it's, – it, there's nowhere to go. I mean, Snitker couldn't take him out of the game because at that stage, you know, you don't have a full bench, right? It, it, you're sitting there in the seventh <laughs> inning. The other thing right. is, you can't send a message now. No, he's too good of a player. You, you need him in the game. You I need know. Ronald Acuna at four thirty-seven this afternoon because you need to even up this series at a game of peace. As Jack Flaherty, the stud for the Cardinals, is going on the mound for St. Louis. Yeah, no, you can't. They're in a, a tough spot, the Braves. Because you're right, you, you got to keep that kid in the game. That kid is a phenom player, uh, Acuna, and you got to keep him in the game. And and uh, you know that they talked to him in that clubhouse and probably pretty sternly, too, because that was just... I know Donaldson looked pissed off on that line drive when, when that kid got doubled off second. He didn't look happy about it at all. And you could kind of read his lips. He was pissed. And you got four games today, Taz, for your uh, as you wrap up the week here on a Friday. I mean, this is why October playoff baseball is great. Rays and Strohs get it going at 2.05 this afternoon. And then it's Cardinals and Braves game two at 4.37. Yanks and Twins in the Bronx at 7.07. And then the late game, if you haven't had enough baseball up until that point in time, how about this pitching matchup? Strasburg and Clayton Kershaw out in Chavez Ravine Mm. uh, as the uh, Dodgers have a one-game-to-none lead in that series. Yeah, I'm going to watch a lot of baseball today. Yeah, it's going to be great. These are the days I love when the baseball playoffs. When you get to to watch afternoon baseball, Taz, and you flip it on the TV and you got a quadruple header, I like watching a little playoff baseball in the afternoon. Oh, I do, too. Having it on the background, doing yeah. some other things. It's good stuff. I had my guy run, get some extra cigars, a couple bottles more, more scotch. So we have extra scotch at the house. And I'll just uh, drink scotch all day and smoke cigars in my yard, and I'll watch baseball. Nice. Hopefully you make it to Dodgers and Nats. We'll see. you got to start slow. It might be. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> if, you're, if you start at two, I'd say it's probably <laughs> one to nine. You'll be sleeping by 930. It's a good chance. Yeah. Here we go. Next. Number three. Mets fire Mickey Calloway. Ah, uh, they do. Sensitive <laughs> topic here. Earlier we had this long discussion. It was very sensitive. It's not a sensitive topic. Look at uh, Stefan Diggs. Pe- see how he's wearing the hood? No, I did It's nothing to do with uh, Mickey Calloway. Yeah, let's talk about Calloway here. I know, but I thought that was funny. Here, right. we'll get to Diggs. We got. Right, we no can problem. touch upon Diggs. Right. Here's, here's Brody Van Wagenen uh, talking about why Calloway got fired yesterday. It's less about any shortcomings for Mickey, and it's more about the upside opportunities that we feel like some of the other potential candidates may may bring to us. Falling three games short of the second wild card spot and finishing third place in, in our division is uh, is not good enough. It's not our goals and we're not satisfied with it. Wow. Yeah, and 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 that's and that's the messaging that you would expect to get from the Mets general manager Taz. Ah, uh, listen, Cowboy's a good guy, not a great manager. Again, you look at that spot um, and say that they can improve the improve the managerial spot. I agree with you. They could have. Riggleman was brought in to help him. He was a disaster. He was fired, by the way, yesterday, too. Right. Um, Taz. And I, I guess I look at it this way. I don't think the Mets are not playing in October because of Mickey's managing. 
Uh, I think the bigger issue this year was obviously the bullpen. Yeah. They had 27 or 28 blown leads, blown saves over the course of the year. Diaz was an absolute disaster. And he's staying. He's, Diaz and Diaz is staying. That drives me nuts. Which is the other layer. Oh we'll get God. to it here momentarily. But here's the thing, Taz. I'm, I'm a firm believer. And I don't know if we've ever talked about this here over last, since we launched the show over the last 20 months. But I'm a firm believer if, if I owned a team and I bring in a new general manager, that general manager should be able to bring in their own manager or coach. I hate the idea that you bring in a new executive to run a team and you retain the manager or coach. Now, he might decide to keep the man. I just don't like it. I And that's what you got here. Oftentimes, the majority of the time, it does not work. Callaway was a holdover from Sandy Alderson. Brody Van Wagenen comes in. They retain Callaway. After a year, Callaway is out. I, I don't love the idea. I think oh, if I bring in and I'm running a team as a general manager, Taz, I want to bring my old guy in. Well, that's what I said earlier. Everybody looked at me like I was crazy. I said, you know, he's not a Brody guy. Brody comes in and, and, and Mickey's not a Brody guy. And Mike looked at me like I was crazy. Why'd you look at me like I that? Didn't, I didn't. You looked at me sideways. You did. Oh, I, I agree. I didn't. All right. I'm not that Seriously. sensitive. Anyway, listen, here's the thing. You're right. I mean, you see this all the time in management. You, 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 they're going to bring that guy. It happens in football, like nonstop. They bring in their own guys. Coaches come in, they bring their own guys in. And that's the thing. You're right. He was a holdover for that. But Mickey Callaway, I said this earlier, and I really believe this. He, he Look, the Mets were a huge talking point in baseball, in sports, after the All-Star break. They did some really awesome stuff. And the thing is, Mickey kept them loose. Okay, Mickey did keep them loose. Am I losing sleep that he's gone? No, I'm not. I hope Girardi ends up becoming the Mets manager, even a Dusty Baker. I'm cool with either. But here's the thing. I, I, I do like when a team plays loose, a team has fun, yeah. and you got a guy you know, you, you, like like Alfonso, a kid that did the, uh, Alfonso, I'm going to go. Alonzo, I always say Alfonso. Alonzo, the stuff he did home one, what did he end up, 53? 53. Yeah, I mean, just amazing stuff. You know, yeah. they, they have young guys on that team. The exuberance comes off that team. And I think Mickey was a big part of that. He kept them guys loose, man. That's a big thing uh, in baseball. No, so. I, I don't disagree. I, I don't disagree. I, but I, I think the managerial gaffes became overwhelming. No, I agree with that. Yeah, That's, no, I know. Uh, and his in-game managing task. Not I, I, Not I, I agree with you. I give him credit for that. Now, there have been people that are around the team that try and minimize that, that impact of Callaway. That look at Alonzo as being a big-time self-starter. It's not really Callaway or McNeil showed he is an offensive prowess a year ago. Um, I, I'm not. I'm going to give Callaway that kind of credit. I just don't think his managerial uh, missteps, I think, became a little bit too much task. And he didn't grow. He didn't get better. And the other thing for Brody, which we hit upon yesterday, he's really got no choice but to make the declaration that both Noah Syndergaard and Edwin Diaz is coming back. And, I mean, it's really, isn't it, kind of stately obvious? You're not signing Wheeler. Right. He's a free agent. You can't lose Wheeler and Syndergaard in one offseason. Yeah. So you're going to keep Syndergaard. And what are you going to trade? Edwin Diaz at a, at a penny on the dollar? I yeah. mean, who the hell wants Edwin Diaz right now? Nobody. What you gave up for him. Nobody. I, and with Diaz, I, all I hope as a Met fan is that he just spends a bunch of time during the offseason practicing. Okay, just get better. Because you stunk. Taz, I don't know. I don't know if it's. I worry about him in his head. I don't think this okay. is about. I don't think this is about. It's about a physical. It's not physical. You're saying it's not about. He throws a lot of velocity. I don't velocity, think it's physical. Gas, as we call I don't, it. It's yeah. nothing to do with a dip in velocity, Taz. I get concerned about whether or not he can pitch in New York. 
Oh, you think the pressures of the big city? I, yeah, yeah, I don't know that. And now I, I would retain them. I don't mind them. The Mets holding on to them, but you're also painting yourself into a corner. Some guys can handle the New York spotlight, and some guys can't. Taz, I'd be a little concerned uh, because when when you can't put them in, you're talking about a guy last year up in Seattle where no one talked about him. Yeah, uh, and, and he was arguably the best closer in baseball. He comes great. to New York and he pitches to us. His, his ERA last year was under two. His ERA this year with the Mets was nearly six. And if you watched all the Mets games like me, it felt like his ERA was 622. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Wow. Oh, my God. If you were a home run nightmares. hitter, you wanted Edwin Diaz in the game. Here he comes. Someone's kidding. hitting a long ball. I swear, the amount of holes in my wall in my den because of this guy. <laughs> throwing, throwing ashtrays to him and throwing bottles of scotch. Son of a... No, no, no. Imagine what people think of me at home. Oh, my God. That's yes. Hashtag we over. 855-212-4227. That is your number to call. So there you have it. The three. You got a quadruple header of playoff baseball today. Uh, it gets going with the Rays and Strohs shortly after uh, 2 o'clock Eastern time yeah. as the uh, Dodgers and the Cardinals lead their series one game to none. Thursday night affair went the uh, went the Seahawks way over the Rams and Mets manager Mickey Calloway is out as their search for a new manager does begin. We'll get to the NFL picks. A week five in the National Football League comes your way next. Taz Moose, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. in the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, CBS Sports Radio's Talk for Line is brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. We've got week five NFL picks here coming your way momentarily. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, so, Stefan Diggs. I mentioned him earlier. A little clarity. Well, not really so much. He said there's a little truth to every story. No, but um, and then I was going to tee you up with... Uh, okay, good, good. You're right. I know, I know what you're doing. Yes. I mean, we rehearsed this. I remember the rehearsal we had. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Here, nope. is, uh, here is Stefan Diggs, as we've discussed all week long, whether or not you know Minnesota's going to trade him, not trade him, October 29th, NFL trade deadline. Um, he missed practice earlier in the week. Here is Diggs yesterday addressing it to the media. You know, there's been speculation and stuff that you might want to be traded. Speculation? Do you want to be traded? Is uh, along with rumors and all that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I feel it. like... Uh, I feel like there's truth to all rumors, you know. I mean, no matter how you dress it up, um, I won't be saying nothing on it. I won't be speaking on it at all. Uh, but there's truth to all rumors, I guess. Well, so there you have it. Uh-huh. Uh, confirm or deny that he maybe not necessarily asked for a trade, but maybe his agent asked the Minnesota Vikings for a trade uh, as they've gone run ha- <laughs> run heavy up there in Minnesota. They take on the Giants this weekend, Taz. And, uh you know, Diggs looked calm, cool, and collected at the presser yesterday. Yeah, he did. Uh, his fashion sense is interesting. Uh, I, I, that's what sparked me earlier. We're, we're talking about we're getting ready to talk about Mickey Calloway, I, and this Diggs stuff is interesting. We talked a lot about him yesterday, so listen to the podcast if you want to hear it. But anyway, uh, the thing is, he's wearing a hoodie, but he wore the hood up, and he tied the hood like almost around his chin, and the hood was covering almost half his head. Like right now, Andrew Bogus has a hoodie on. And it would be hilarious if he did what... Did you see this, A.B.? Did you see... I did. I just don't know how he physically did it. Like, the physics of it. I just don't think you have the swag level or the coolness ability to even pull it off. Your head's also the size of a BB. Uh, And I don't mean that negative. I'm not trying to body shame you. But you have a little head. Felt like it. That's like that. (laughs) That's close. 
Yeah. I mean, Mikey B is a, a big hoodie guy. I mean, maybe if you did this every day, it would be something. I don't know. It's just funny. The, the Diggs hair, uh, hoodie? Thing. I'm more of a traditional hoodie wearer. I like to keep the hood down, and if it rains, I put it up. There's the host of basketball drives. There you go. Very there nice. Thrilling. <laughs> and here's the guest of this week's basketball drives. Uh, it's what I was doing overnight uh, like three, four years ago. And I just, uh, put my – it was like middle of winter. Right. I was wearing, you know, a jacket, but I had a hoodie on. I put my hood up, walk <clears> out, and, um, and our boss, Mark Chernoff, was like, take the hood down when you're in the office. <laughs> Did he really? Yes, I swear to, I swear to you. I, I was like, okay. Wow. <laughs> Wait a minute. What is this, a high school hallway? Grown <laughs> men here. Principal. We're, we're adults. <laughs> I swear to you. I swear to God. How long ago was this? God is my witness. Uh, it's got to be uh, five years ago now, six years, five, six years ago. I don't. Uh, Mike, this now has to happen. I'm not putting my hood up to do it. On. <laughs> I know where you're going. No. What do you think? I, come on, dude. Have some guts. Oh, yeah. Let me you just walk into his what? office, put my hood up, and just start talking. You would wear the same clothes anyway. You always wear yeah. the same clothes. I was one day out of 36 so, uh, years. So, long story. So, our boss is not a fan of putting the hood up indoors. Really? Outdoors, that's fine. I wear hats all the time here. Imagine you said, take the hat off. And no, he wouldn't tests. do that. Hats is okay. He didn't like, he didn't like the hood being up. He didn't like. He did not he like, like the, the hood. hood. He Maybe he not. felt you looked intimidating. Hats off when you pass the door. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know. That's Mike. You got your hood on. You better take it down. Turn off. Walks by. Your Mike's ass doing is it now. There's no way. There's no way he walks around like that. What am There's I going? No what am I asking when I go in there? By the way, with my hood up. Just what's, say, what's Mark. The... Do you have any blank vacation forms? Oh yeah. Great. <laughs> right, right, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> That would be hilarious. You go with your hood up. Hey, for a second, you take your hood down, or you're going to be gone. Uh-uh. <laughs> you can't wear it. Anyway. Boomer um, can walk around with a hood on all he wants. Boomer can walk around buck naked. He can wear, this is Boomer Esaias. He can wear a friar's robe uh, with sandals, right. and, and there'll be no problem. Boomer could walk around dressed as uh, as a vampire. And he could people, be a vampire, and people would be like, "That's a hell of a look, Boomer." Hysterical. No one looks like Boomer could do whatever that, the hell he wants. That to was do. maybe the funniest line of the week. I got to give you credit, Moose. I mean, he could. He, he could walk. Could, I come to talk your fun. Right. He could walk around. He could wear. He could wear Halloween costumes every day. And Boomer would be like, then all of a sudden people would start to think it's a trend, you and think, others would start doing it. You think Mark would say, "You look great." You think Billy would... G showing up dressed as Woody from Toy Story? <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Guy walking around, Pierno dressed up as uh, Pierno is dressed up as uh, Herman Munster, Fassa <laughs> from The Lion King. Oh, it's Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Who started oh, this trend? People walk right. in, we're like, wait a second, isn't that CBS Sports Radio? Yeah. Who's doing the show? Oh, it was a vampire. No, <laughs> Herman oh, Munster. Oh, yes. Sports uh, Radio. Malusis is dressed up as Herman Munster today. <laughs> <laughs> what is the everyday oh, Halloween? Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> Don't wear your hood in the building. Oh my god! <laughs> is that in the employee the whatever handbook? Is there a book for employees? Right? That's right at the top of the page. First thing, no hoods. No, no hoods. hoods. <laughs> Take your hood off in the building, Moose. Uh, that's tremendous. That was it. It was five forty in the morning. I was like, "Yes, all right." And what did you say? Okay. <laughs> uh, I think that was basically my response. 
I think I was coming off like a four hour and forty minute show. I think that was basically my response. Oh, really? You just got done doing a whole big show. Yeah, oh so yeah, God. I was getting ready to leave. Oh, did the overnight gimmick. Yes, yeah, yeah, I yeah, did yeah. the overnight. I was getting ready to leave. I, I think I was oh. chatting with Recco or somebody in the newsroom, maybe Harris or whatever. Yeah. Before I before I took off. Yeah. Was, That's I, I, tremendous. I remember exactly what it was. That's uh, funny. Yeah. I was sitting at that far left cubicle. I was walking <laughs> by that far left cubicle opposite of where you now sit. I see. I see. I yes. See. Interesting. That's exactly where I was. Oh, Bogus. Andrew. Wow. Good morning. Oh, hey, guy. guys. How are yeah, you? You've been you sitting there quietly. You got a little baby face on boo-boo face because you didn't get the update. Too a, bad. This is tired face. Too sorry. bad. A 3-0 start, fading into two losses in five days for the Rams, like Sunday against the Bucks. There seemed to be enough offense, but just not enough defense last night in Seattle. Head coach Sean McVay assumes they'll get back on track. There's 11 games for sure left this season, so we got a lot of football left. Uh, the season never stops after five games. It's been two disappointing weeks for us, uh, but I can promise you that we'll find a way to bounce back. How annoying is this? It sounds like a freaking computer. Get some emotion in your voice, coach. Maybe uh, you'll win. I think it's the tone. I look at it. A little whiny. Right. A little nasal. You just missed yeah. it. You know, and uh, yeah. you know, we have a lot of confidence in Greg. The Rams led. We have confidence in Greg. Greg. <laughs> I thought there was a lot of really good things on both sides of the ball. Ball. <laughs> You're right. It is the tone. It's the nasalness. You, you ball. Know. Ball. <laughs> Uh, his Rams led 26, 26-21, and 29-24 last night, but Russell Wilson's fourth touchdown pass of the evening put the Seahawks on top with 2.28 to play. Now, Jared Goff was picked off, and then the Rams D got the ball back quickly. This time, Goff set up a 44-yard field goal for Greg Zerline, but he missed wide right with 11 seconds left, so the Seahawks survived 30-29, they improved to 4-1, snapping a two-game skid in Seattle to these Rams. The Washington Nationals can't move past Game 1 of their division series at Dodger Stadium fast enough. Patrick Corbin walked in L.A.'s first run. Their second scored on an error by first baseman Howie Kendrick, and then the Dodgers tacked on four against the bullpen. A 6 nothing loss for manager Dave Martinez. They're really good. That's why uh, they've been in the postseason so many years in a row. We, we didn't play very well today. Walked a lot of guys. Uh... Chase a lot of bad pitches. Walker Bueller struck Martinez out. Martinez did sport the 5 o'clock shadow, by the he way. did. He did. He went back to the old school look when he, they rode an eight-game winning streak, not the one that he had when they won the wild card. Right, game. which was an accident, right? He yes, shaved. correct. Yeah. Uh, Walker Bueller struck out eight over six last night. Three relievers finished off the shutout. Three RBI from Max Muncy. The Cardinals scored two in the eighth, then four in the ninth, and held off the Braves 7-6 in their game one in Atlanta. Both these series continued today while the AL gets back on the field. Game one for the Astros and Rays at 2 Eastern, the Yanks and Twins at 7. LeBron James played a little point guard at the end of yesterday's Laker practice, but labels don't apply to the King. I'm a ball player. I'm not I'm not a point guard. I'm not a shooting guard, a small forward, power forward, or center. I'm just a ball player. He's just a ball player. Preseason action last night in Honolulu. The Rockets beat the Clippers 109-96, 37 points for James Harden. And the Boston Bruins scored in their first two shots of the season last night. They won their opener in Dallas 2-1. Guys? All right. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Uh, appreciate thank that. Thank you, buddy. Um... What do you want to do? You want to go? Let's do. Let's do the picks after the break. That's fine. Yeah, yeah that, let's works. Do that. Uh, yeah, that works. It's Taz and the Moose with you. We got Week Five NFL picks coming your way next. Uh, as we both look to bounce back after substandard Week Four selections, those come your way next year on a Friday morning on CBS Sports Radio.
It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, time right now to answer our Ask the Pros question of the day brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question is from Bobby down in Dallas, Texas. Did you like the Seahawks uniforms last night? Uh, highlighter green, I liked them. Oh, it was, I, I call it magic glow green. There you go. The reason why I say that, years ago, uh, guys were getting wrestling spandex tights years ago that were that color. And it, the color, the company that made the wrestling trunks, was the color was called magic glow green. So that's what, I got a headache watching that game yesterday. It was too bright. Too bright. Too um, much, man. Too much. Yeah, it, they're like kind of the Oregon of the NFL. Yeah, I guess so. That's one way to put it. <laughs> Don't forget, no, you bright, can submit yeah. a question by going to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros. Make sure to think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices, excellent customer service. Where O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every single day. So here we go. Week five, a game in the books already upon us. Um, and so uh, last week, you and I uh, both struggled. You went one and two last week. You're eight and four on the season. My record is at downright brutal. Uh, one and two last week. Um, and I am, uh, what, four and eight on the year. So you've got a full four game lead in the loss column, per se, Taz. Yeah, let's well, go. Well. Here we go. Let's rally. Week five NFL picks. Go. Let's go. The Taz and Moose picks are for fun only. This is not for gambling purposes, just some chuckles and a good time. Enjoy the Taz and Moose picks now. Listen irresponsibly. It's now time for the Taz and Moose NFL picks. The three picks you need to know. Ah, uh, correct Amundo. All right, here we go. So three picks apiece here, Taz. You want to lead the way? You want well, me to lead the way? You start. You started college. You start this. That's all right. Here we go. Um, I am going to start down in our nation's capital, and I'm going to lay the uh, fifteen and a half. It's gone up. I would have been more comfortable at fifteen than fifteen and a half. I'll lay the fifteen and a half nonetheless. And. There's really not a lot to say about the Redskins, how dreadful and pathetic they are as a franchise, how bad of a football team they are. New England, they're not going to get much pushback. Last week, it was kind of a battle of defensive wills up there in Buffalo. Not going to be the case this week down in D.C. Brady's going to have himself a day. They'll spread the football around. You'll have Burkhead and Michelle and, you know, the stars of, uh, of that Patriot offense putting on, a, you know, full explosive display. I don't really know, and that Patriot defense is just as good. You know, they've they've given up <coughs> one <real> touchdown <laughs> this year on offense uh, on an offensive drive, and that being by last week by Tassis Buffalo Bills. You, know, you expect uh, Keenum, McCoy, mm. uh, whoever the hell started quarterback, uh, you know, Pipalati, all of a sudden <laughs> is now going to lead them on a, uh, an offensive touchdown drive. This uh, nothing's happening for the right for the Redskins. It doesn't matter. They could bring back Joe Theismann. <laughs> They're not scoring this week. It doesn't matter. Lay the 15 and a half. That's the number now. Uh, it's gone up a little bit. A lot of pat money out there. Give me New England laying 15 and a half. That's pick one. All right, so we got a little, uh, we got the Buccaneers uh, at New Orleans. You know, this is, uh, to me, this could be something, you know, because we've seen Tampa Bay, uh, we've seen, you know, Winston and company do some stuff, man, against the Rams last week, which I was shocked. I mean, how good he played and how good that team played and what they've been doing. So, interesting game right here. Uh, Tampa Bay uh, is the uh, underdog minus three. I'm sorry, plus three, I should say. So, I don't know. I, I like New Orleans in this game. I do. I just feel there's just too many weapons. I understand Breeze is not in still. I get it. And Bridgewater and all that jazz. I like the defense. I like Kamara, obviously. Michael Thomas. Just the weapons, I just think. And I think in that dome, they're real tough. So, I'm going to take the Saints. Uh, I think they cover, so that's my deal on that one. All right, so you like the Saints. You like them laying, was it a field goal? It's a field goal. Field yeah. goal. So there you go. Laying three. That's pick one for Taz. Pick two for me. 
Let's head out to Los Angeles, and we're going to go with the Bolts. We're going to go with the Chargers, and we're going to lay the six at home against the Denver Broncos. No Bradley Chubb. That helps out Phillip Rivers. The Chargers with a yeoman-like destruction of the Miami Dolphins last week on the road down in South Beach. They come back home. They're looking to get back over the 500 mark. Uh, They are this year. Uh, And the Broncos come to town. I know a rivalry game. I know Denver Denver played well, could easily beat Chicago. Right. Denver easily should have beaten Jacksonville a week ago. They could easily beat 2-2 and and not 0-4. The Chubb injury does hurt. And I think with Gordon returning this weekend for Los Angeles, even if he doesn't start Taz, that offense is going to be that much better for it. Um, I think defensively, I was dead wrong about Joe Flacco. I was the one telling you I thought he had game left. Joe Flacco doesn't have much left in the left, much left in the arsenal whatsoever. Tried to tell uh, you, yeah, I know you were <laughs> on top of it. I was dead wrong on that one, um, which is a good job by you. I'm going to take the Chargers. I'm going to lay the six. Come back home. Get healthy. They go to three and two. Broncos full zero and five. All right, all right. I feel you on that one. I feel you on that one. Uh, we're gonna do a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I don't normally do this. With my Bills. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna. Basically, we got the Titans are hosting the Bills in the beautiful city of Nashville. The Titans are two and two. My Bills are three and one, coming off of a tough loss to those nasty, nasty New England Patriots. Look, Josh Allen still, as we do the show live right now, Josh Allen, the quarterback for the Bills, is still in concussion protocol. I think he's going to be playing. I think that he'll be cleared um, by game time. I don't know why. I feel like that's going to happen. If not, we got Barkley going. Um, The Bills are plus three in this game, you know. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, Mariota, I'm just not, you know, Derrick Henry's been hot, cold here and there. I, I. I, I'm not going against my Bills. I'm going to take my Bills here. I'm going to take the three. Because I think we're going to need the three. Even if we got Josh Allen. So I'm, <laughs> I'm taking the Bills plus three in this game against the Titans. All right, that's pick uh, two for you. Yes. Pick three for me. Let's go down to Houston. Um, and I'm going to take the Texans to get healthy and get back to their winning ways at home as the Atlanta Falcons come to town. They lost a tough game last week. Carolina might prove out to be the best team in that NFC South division. Uh, and they won on the road. Kyle Allen didn't play spectacular. That Carolina defense was very good. I think the Falcons are dreadful. They are a bad team right now. They're 1-3, 0-2 away. They've lost a lot of these games decisively, Taz. Now they go on the road in Houston against the Texans. Texans coming off a loss. Um, I think Matt Ryan will struggle to not turn the football over. Um, I think he'll have some success with Julio Jones, but I think Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, the weapons that they have offensively, Falcons defense has struggled this year. Give me the Texans laying four at home. That's pick number three for me. All right. Right, right, right. right, Sorry, my bad. All right, so we got a really good game. NFC, my last pick here, really good NFC battle between Green Bay and Dallas. Uh, this game will be uh, the Cowboys are home in Dallas. Uh, all in thing, technically. Uh, Dallas also is minus three and a half in this game. I don't know, man. Aaron Rodgers, you know, he looked pretty spectacular last night. So, him looked pretty dang good. A lot of weapons there. I, I'm a big believer in the Dallas Cowboys. This game might be one of the better, definitely the top-tier game uh, for sure. It's, it's the, it's the, uh, as a, it could be one of the better games this weekend, I should say. I'm going to take Green Bay. Um, give me the three and a half. I'll take the three and a half. I'll take the Packers, even though they're on the road. Wow. I'm going to need the three and a half. I'm going to need that three and a half, so I'll take the Pack with three and a half. All right. Do you like the Packers going against your boys plus three and a half? Just because of those points. There you go. I got it. Uh, so there's your there's your third pick. So uh, to recap here, 
Uh, my three picks. Got to do the recap. Uh, yes, well, of course. <laughs> just in case you're too sure. late. <laughs> Patriots minus the 15 and a half. Pick one for me. Um, I'm taking the Texans minus four. That's pick two. Chargers laying six against the Broncos at home. That's pick three. All right, cool. I got New Orleans. I got the Saints at home covering. Uh, they are minus three, so I got the Saints covering. I uh, picked the Bills-Tennessee t- uh, game. That game is in Tennessee. I'm taking the Bills plus three. Uh, and then we got the Dallas Cowboys, Green Bay Packers. That game's in Dallas. The, Cow- the Green Bay Packers are plus three and a half. I'm going to take Green Bay and those three and a half. Okay, there you have it. All right. Oh, oh, wow. Here we go. Mm-mm. Individuals and Andrew Bogish, it is the one and only <laughs> Bawami. The New England Patriots are a thorn in Bawami's side. However... They will overcome the Washington Redskins by 15 and a half points. Maybe even by 30 and a half points. I'm picking the Patriots minus 15 and a half, as you must. There you have it. You know, I got to tell you. Bawami was 1 0. He went against the Skins last week. That was victorious. So now he's going back to the well. Bawami, I get a sense he's going to pick against the Redskins every week. I know, right? And Pete, talk to Bawami because he's got to pick better game. That's why I got upset with Moose earlier. Anybody who's. I, I won't pick this game. Why is Boami picking a game? Moose, why did you. It's a layup game. It's 15 and a half. It's the Patriots are, are, are insanely Wait, talented it, against a they, stink the squad. Wait, hold on a second. Dead skins, as you called them. Well, they are a dead. But if I'm going to the. If I'm going to the local sports book or I've got a bookie and it's not legalized in my state and I'm looking to put money down, I'm looking to win. I understand. But we're just doing this. It's fun. Well, I want to pick winners. I want to, you Does know. Does Bawami feel like Moose on this? I believe winning is fun to to Bawami. You can even say his name. Does Bawami? <laughs> does Bawami go to the pay window? Trace? Does he have a bookie, Bawami? I cannot say that. <laughs> he lives in Jersey. He's good. <laughs> yeah, Bawami resides in Jersey. He's in Patterson. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Even if he didn't, he crossed the GW bridge. He got uh, to the he got to the Jersey board. <laughs> He walks across. He doesn't want to pay that toll. Right. That's that smart. Tremendous. Look at Bawami. More money, more action. People in Biloxi, Mississippi, like, what the hell is a GW bridge? Well, yes. What's a toll? That's exactly <laughs> yeah, what's a toll? Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so there you have it. Well, it's good. Just Bawami's like looking to, a rally. Yeah, I just like to see Bawami maybe challenge himself. That's my point, Moose. Just a little bit more of a challenge. Well, he I'll just got him. welcome back last week. He's warming up. You said you'll tell him, please? I'll tell him. I don't know how he received you that. Know, Moose, but, you I think know. you brought something up very important. Maybe we should have a, a credo, a rule, a week five of the NFL here. On this show, Bawami, who we give him a platform, let's be honest. Bawami is not allowed going forward. A rule. A new rule. New rule. Those are the rules! Bawami cannot pick any games involving the Redskins. I think it's fair. What, we can't have any kind of parameters here because he's Bawami and he's got crazy music behind him. I, he's all, yeah, I, guess we, <laughs> I guess we can do that. He's all-knowing. Uh, really? It'd be a funny shtick if he actually picked against the Redskins every week. That would be. <laughs> the only way he that, – that's the better bit. The only way he could pick a Redskins game Probably is if be. he's picking the Redskins. I, I mean, I feel – I can't make – I don't have full power here. I have 50% power. Okay, Moose has the other fifty. Well, we I give. can't say Bawami's that's the rule. Got, Bawami has graces us with his presence. He has, he, it's you know, he has uh, creative well, control. What well, does he do? Well, that's the problem. We shouldn't have signed that deal with him. That he has I, creative I, control. But Taz, we both signed it in our blood. I know. 
You're Lifetime. Right. Maybe we could have a little <laughs> sidebar in the contract. That's right. We could have. We could have. <laughs> we can. We can add a stipulation. Yeah, a little stip. That you just just because they they suck the Redskins. So like, come on. Can you talk I'll, to him? I'll talk to his people. I, I can't guarantee you anything. Oh boy. Right. The guy that's like, man, all I want to do is win. I don't care what Bawami picks. <laughs> As long as he's like, right, don't, don't challenge him. As long as he's giving me winners, free oh money. <laughs> a lot of baseball today, yes. Moose. A lot of baseball later. Hey, you got a quadruple header, yeah, a lot of which baseball. is going to be good. You got all the college this weekend too. NFL, obviously. <clears throat> um, so it's going to be a, a really. It, it is an amazing time of year with uh, with NHL now underway, basketball mm. right around the corner. Uh, with all the sports that are going on, it's really a great time of the year. It's actually a good time to take a week vacation if you do this job. Yeah, right. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, Taz, good stuff, brother. Hey, you too, sir. Uh, Mike, Pete, fantastic. Bogus with the updates. Uh, guys, thanks for chiming in. Remember, check out that podcast, radio.com, Apple Podcast, and Stitcher as well. We appreciate you tuning each and every week. We really do. And thanks for downloading that podcast as well. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. Till Monday, everybody. Peace. There's got to be a 10-second runoff here. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.